Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. Well, good morning, church family. We are so glad that you chose to uh, worship with us this morning. I just want to take a moment to say thank you to our worship team who has every week just led us to the presence of God and, and just has, has done a phenomenal job in leading us in worship each week. So just a big thanks to, to Logan and Shelby and to Brian and to Caitlin for leading us in worship. Uh, but we're glad that you are here with us today. We can't wait till we get back together with all of you guys so we can hug your neck and just shake your hand and just see your wonderful faces. We miss you guys so much and I want you to know that we love you and have been praying for you. And again, if there's anything that we can do for you, please, please let us know because we do miss and think about you guys all the time. Uh, but this morning, <clears throat> I guess before I get into my sermon, I would like for you guys just to take a moment to greet one another, say hello, send up a high five or a heart, or just say, just welcome everyone this morning as you're sitting right there in your living room. Just say hello to everyone. Um, I'm excited about this morning. I'm excited to uh, start a brand new series with you guys starting today uh, called Fixer Upper. This past week, I've just been really just been praying and, and asking God, God, what direction are you wanting to lead us in over the next few weeks? And I really feel like God dropped this, this word, these two words in my, in my mind and in my, in my spirit, uh, just called Fixer Upper. I know many of you guys have seen the show um, I know that uh, many of you have watched the show and you've seen the wonderful uh, transformations that take place on some of these houses. Um, some of these houses look like they're about to be ready to be torn down and, and you know, this show Chip and Joanna go in and they, they see the vision in this house and they turn it into something beautiful and it's just amazing. I know that um, men, if you haven't, if your wives hasn't, haven't seen the show yet, don't introduce them to it yet because they will send you out get, to get you ready to turn your house into a fixer-upper. Uh, so, but I know that it's a, a fantastic show and it's just amazing to see the transformation that takes place during this time. You know, it's, it's funny to me that, uh, that as they're driving up to these houses or about to show these houses to these, you know, these, to these clients, just the, the looks on the faces of the people when they see the house. Uh, you know, they're kind of mesmerized. They're, they're, they're like wondering what in the world, you know, have, have they brought us to? Have you seen this house? Uh, you know, it's just, it's just crazy, especially when you get, on to, get into the inside of it. Uh, and it just throws them into a, like a whirlwind. Um, but many times the ones who are interested in purchasing the house, they, they can't see the potential in the house because all they see is what the outside looks like at the moment or the state of the house that it's in at the moment that they look at it. But to the designer, when they walk into the house, especially if it's a, either a rundown house or it's got pink walls or outdated carpet or outdated cabinets, you know, shag carpet or holes in the floor, when the designer sees it, they see the beauty in it, not by the state of its in at the moment, but what it can be as the finished product. I remember the first house that Teresa and I ever purchased, and let me tell you, it was a, it was a fixer-upper. It had paneling everywhere, uh, dark cabinets, 
uh, orange and lime green Mediterranean linoleum in the kitchen, shag carpet throughout the whole place. I mean, it was definitely, it was a mess. And I remember walking into it, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to buy this house just by the way it looks right now. I'm not purchasing this house because uh, it just looks uh, terrible. But luckily, Teresa could see past all of those things and, and we turned it into a, to a beautiful home. And we were really excited about it. But when we walked into it, I was just like, there's no way that this can ever change into something great. And when I thought about that, I thought about, that's what Jesus thinks about you and I. You see, the designer sees the potential in the design when you and I can't. You see, there's many times that we look at our lives and we don't see the potential. Or we don't think that there's something great that could happen with us or even through us. But when Jesus sees your life, he sees something incredible. You see, we're all at one time or have been fixer-uppers or even fixer-uppers in this moment where God has stepped into a situation, where God has stepped into a life and he has completely changed who we are. He's made the situation completely turned around to where it looks incredible. You see, the designer has a vision of what the house is going to look like in spite of what it looks like now. And that's what Jesus looks at us. See, Jesus has got a vision of how we're going to look like one day, despite of how we look like right now. You know, many times the reason why we can't see our purpose or we can't see our potential and all we see is maybe a rundown life, a life that's full of bad decisions, a life that, don't, that, that really doesn't think that they could ever amount to anything in this life, and you would feel like one of those abandoned houses that you see on TV that no one may be interested in. It's because we are blinded by what we see, by the state of our life is in at this moment. But you see, God sees past that. God sees past the problems. He, he sees past all the insecurities. He sees past all the fears. And he looks at your life and he says, you know what, I can create something beautiful out of it if you will allow me to do so in your life. You see, the designer is able to see past what's on the outside to show you what it can be when the changes begin to take place in your life. Which made me think of a, a, a scripture in Matthew chapter 7, starting with verse 24 all the way down to verse 27 is where we're going to look at this morning. So if you have your Bibles, just go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27 is where we're going to be looking at this morning and it says this it says therefore anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock the rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock verse 26 but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them or put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and, and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. Let us pray. Father, we love you and we thank you for this day. We thank you for this moment. God, we thank you for what you are doing in our lives. God, that we are all fixer-uppers. Fixer God, that we all see our lives sometimes as uh, just an abandoned house, that, that there's nothing beautiful that be, can be created out of it but God, you see deep into our hearts, God. You see deep past the outside 
to what really matters on the inside, Father. And you can look at our lives and you can go, there's something beautiful there and there is something beautiful there. So God, I pray today that, Father, you would create in each and every one of us, God, something new, something maybe that we haven't even seen or even thought of yet in our life. And God, I pray for that today for every person. And I give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, everyone knows that when you want to build a house or when you want to make any major decisions or designs or changes in your house, there has to be a design. You need something that you can go by so that you know that you're putting it together in the right way. You see, there's always a design that's drawn up by the designer. And when they get to the point where that design is drawn up, they sit down with the potential clients and they show them what, they are, what they're thinking about doing to this house. And, and in that moment, the, the clients have to decide whether or not they want to make any changes or they're okay with how the designer has set everything up. And usually the people are okay. Maybe sometimes there's some minor changes that need to play, take place, but usually the people are, are good by, how, by what the designer came up with. You see, after the design is set up and after the people approve it, then the builders go out and they begin to do the demo. They begin to tear down walls. They begin to build walls. They begin to uh, take things out that, that's not part of the, the, the future design so that they can create something beautiful that's, that has, that's been laid out by the design. And so the builders go out and they begin to tear and they begin to pull out things that doesn't belong in part of that design or part of that plan. And here's what I thought. Sometimes this is where we are in our lives. This is where the problem lies, I believe, in our life is when the builder begins to steer away from the design and begin to do things their own way. You see, the design has been set up for a purpose, for a reason, so that the person comes in and follows that design. And if they will follow that design, then, that, then they will be be able to sit, see in the future of what it's going to look like by following the design that has been laid out in front of, of, in front of them. See, God has designed things to work a certain way. And in order for them to get that finished product to look like the design or the blueprints that has been drawn up, you have to follow the plans the way they were drawn up. You see, God has got a plan. God has got a purpose for every one of us that's watching here this morning. And maybe you don't feel like you can ever fit in or maybe you don't ever feel like you can become that beautiful project or that finished project on the other side. And I want to encourage you today is this, you can. Why? Because the design that God has drawn up has already been drawn up by someone who knows what's, been, what's going on and what you need in your life. And if all we will do is follow that plan or we will follow that design, then the finished product will turn out the way that God designed it to turn out. You see, the problems that, that I see, especially in my life, is when I choose to begin to get away from the design that God has for me. That when I begin to make up my own plan, that when I begin to tweak or to change things that benefit me more than, than anything else, things that I want in my life that wasn't really in part of God's plan for my life. And that's when I begin to see problems. And that's, that's when I begin to, begin to steer away from the design when I want to do things my own way. You see, in this story, you have two men. 
that are going for the same thing. They're, they're, they, want, they want to build a house. All of us today that's watching in your living room today, you fit in one of these two categories. And one of these two categories is this. Either you, are, you are either wise or you are foolish. Do you know what the difference in a wise person and a foolish person are? See, a wise person hears instructions, but they don't just hear what's being said, but they take what's been said and they apply it to their life. And they begin to see changes by what, has, by what someone has told them. But you see, on the other side, you got the foolish person that hears the same instructions as the wise person does. They hear it being said, but then they decide to do their own thing. They don't stick to the plan. They don't stick to the design. They don't stick to the, the, to the blueprint that has been laid out in front of them. And they, they want to do their own thing, which leads to making decisions in your life that's not good, not only good for you, but it's not good for those that are around you. You see, a foolish person just hears the instructions, but they don't apply it to their life. But the wise person hears it, and then they take what they've, what's been said to them and they apply it to their life. See, Proverbs chapter 13, verses 10 says this. It says, where there is strife, there is pride. But wisdom is found in those who take advice. So my, my question to all of us this morning is, is, are we taking the advice that God has given to us? Are we, are we getting into his word? Are we spending time in prayer and listening to his voice and taking those, those, uh, those instructions that God has placed upon our lives and are we applying it to our life? Because if we do that, then, we will, then the outcome will be great for our lives because we're taking the advice that's been given to us in our life. You see, if you're wanting to build a strong life, if you're wanting to build a strong family, if you're wanting to have Christian values in your home, if you're wanting to raise your children under, <coughs> excuse me, a Christian influence, then I want to tell you this morning, you have to listen to the teachings of God. But you don't just listen to them, but you apply it to your life. And once you apply it to your life, that's when you begin to see changes take place. You see, you can draw the design up, but until the builders get on side and begin to make changes, then you will never see the change unless you begin to make changes in your life. It's one thing to take advice, but it's another thing to apply it to your life and allow that advice to make changes in your life. So there's two things I just kind of want to look at this morning in this scripture, and that is Number one is this, you got man number one, and we'll call him the wise man because that's what the scripture says about him. Verses 24 and 25, it says this, it says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock. You see, man number one is considering building this house. And so he's put a lot of thought into this process. He sat down. He's put everything together. He's met with the, the designers and they're getting ready to, to build this house. And, and, and so he's considering building this house. And so he's put a lot of thought into building this house. 
He's probably had a lot of different people who've, who have come to him and say, hey, let me tell you how to build this house. If you will build it this way, it will be better. Or if you try this or if you try that or if you do this, it will be the best house you've ever seen. And what I've learned in my life is that, that, that when I begin to follow God's direction, there's always somebody that's going to come into my life that's going to tell me how I should live or how I should do things outside of what God's telling me to do. But I want to encourage you this morning is this, is stick to God's plan. Whatever God's telling you to do, whatever God's speaking to your life today, follow that plan because I'm telling you, the designer knows what he's talking about. He knows what you need in your life. He knows what has been input into your life. And if you will follow the directions that God has for you, you will see a beautiful picture at the very end, even though you may not see it right now. So if you will follow the plans that God has for you, you will see something incredible happen in your life. You see, man number one, he decides that, that he's, gonna not, he's not going to listen to everyone else, but he's going to listen to the one who knows the best. You see, sometimes the problem is that we have too many people speaking into our lives different things. And we're listening to those people instead of listening to what God says about who we are and what God wants to do in our life. You see, we need to stop and look at the lives of those who are speaking into us and just see how their house is built. To, just to see how they are facing the storms of life that, that come about in their life. Listen to those who have encountered the storm and, and are still standing. Why? Because they can tell you why they were able to get through the storm. And the reason why is they took advice and they built their house upon a solid foundation that when the storms of life come, they were able to withstand it, not because of who they are, but because of who they built their life upon. <coughs> and that is Jesus. So if you had take advice from anyone, listen to the ones that have encountered the storm and are still standing. You see, someone that has a proven record in, in building the best house or, or the best plan, and that is Jesus Christ himself. You see, man, so man number one, he decides that he's not going to listen to what everybody else says, but he's actually going to do what the designer told him to do. Man number one probably wasn't so much worried about what the house looked like on the outside as much as he was worried about putting the right stuff so that the house would last forever. Why? Because the, the man is thinking about not only himself, but he's thinking about the family who is also going to be in the house with him. The stuff that's going to last forever. You see, you don't know what kind of foundation that you have or that you've built upon until there's a storm that comes your way. Until there's a storm that, that comes your way. You see, Proverbs chapter 10, verses 25 says this. It says, when the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away, but the godly have a lasting foundation. You see, right now in our world, we're facing a storm that, like we've never faced before. And can I tell you this morning, there are people who are weathering the storm because they decided to build their house upon something solid. That will last instead of something that just looks good from the outside. So my question to all of us this morning is this, is that are we building on something solid? Are we taking the advice of, of the one who knows us best? And are we applying that to our lives so that we will see change not only come to the inside of us, but it will change what happens on the outside of us as well? 
You see, if we hear the plan and then follow the plan and build our lives upon something that is credible, which is Jesus Christ, that when the storms of life come to your house, your life will weather the storm because you didn't hear, but you actually followed the instructions that were given to you by the designer. You see, there may be someone here today watching that you feel like your life has fallen apart. You feel like your life has fallen apart, that you've tried everything your way and, it, and it, you, you seem to still go back to the same place that you are in right now. Can I tell you this morning is this, as I've been there, it's in the same place that you are right now. That when I tried to do it my own way, that when I tried to, to, try to put my hands on it and lead my life the way I think it should be led, I always end up back in the same place that I was before. And maybe that's where you are today, and maybe you feel like that abandoned house or that house that needs to be torn down. Can I tell you this morning that God has a design for your life? That you're, you're a fixer-upper. That we are all fixer-uppers in our life. That God wants to create something beautiful out of what the mess that maybe we've created even for ourselves. See, Jesus has a design for your life. And if you will not just hear it, but you will actually apply it to your life. Can I tell you this morning? It works. I don't know a lot of things in life. I'm not, I'm not perfect, but I know that when I follow God's plan for my life, even though that, that plan is not what I thought it would be for my life, it's the best plan that I could ever follow. Why? Because he knows my life. It works. If we will just trust him and follow that, that plan and that design for our life. See, when the storms came and beat upon the house of man number one, his house was still standing when the storms passed because he listened and followed, his house was still standing. He built his house on something that was solid, not something that would just last for a moment. You see, Matthew chapter 4, verses 19 says this. <clears throat> and he said to them, in the English Standard Version is what I'm reading out of. He's, and he said to them, he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. You see, all God's asking us to do is just simply follow him. To follow that plan, to follow that design that, that God has for us. And when we do, God will make us into something incredible. That maybe we don't see the potential now because all we can see is what, what we see with our own eyes right now. But you see, God looks past all of that. God is the designer and he's made something incredible for your life. And if you will just follow that, follow that plan that God has for you. He will create something beautiful in your life. So I want to challenge you this morning is this, is let God build the house. Number two, man number two is this. And the last thing is the foolish man. You see, verses 26 and 27 says this. It says, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. You see, man number two, he decides that he's going to do things his way. He hears the same plan, he hears the same instructions as man number one, but man number two decides that he's going to do it his own way, that he knows better for himself, that he's got a better plan, he's got a better design for his life, and so he decides to do it his way. 
You see, both men sat in the same meaning on how to build a house. And man number two decides that he had a better way. He decided that he was more worried about the exterior than he was the interior. All he was worried about was what was best for him in that moment in his life. <coughs> for him, it was just, I want to build my house my way. I want to build my house my way. You see, instead of listening to the one who has the experience in building a house or building a life, he decides he wants to cut corners and listen to how everyone else should tell him how to build his house. See, Proverbs chapter 18, verses 2 says this. It says, fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in, in airing their own opinions. You see, for some of us, our life is, we want to do it our own way. We want to do our own thing. We don't, we're not really too worried about this Christianity thing. We're not too worried about living how God wants us to live. We just want to do our own thing. And can I tell you this morning, that will only lead you to a, to a place that you don't need to go to. Because God's got a design for your life. And if you follow that design, even though that there will be problems along the way, trials and tribulations, as the word says, that we will be able to overcome those things. Why? Because we did it God's way and not our own way. You see, man number two decided he wanted to do his own thing. He wanted to build his own house and steer away from the design. You see, man number two, he didn't count the cost. He decided that he would build it anywhere, so he built it upon the sand. You see, if you stand back and you look at the house from the outside, it looks great. Even if you stood the two houses together, they may look the same, but can I tell you, there is something different about it. See, when man number two's house is encountered by the same storm that man number one's house had encountered, man number two's house collapsed. Why? Because it wasn't built on a solid foundation. The exact same storm that hit man's number one's house is the same storm that hit man number two's house. And man number two's house couldn't stand because it was built on his own decisions and it was built on his own way. Remember that Last week when the disciples entered the storm, when they were in the boat with Jesus, in that moment, that storm revealed who they really were. You see, storms always reveal the conditions of our house. Can I tell you that through this, this pandemic, through this coronavirus, there's some things that, that have been revealed about my life and I feel like God has showed me that some areas that I need to change and make changes in so that I can be a better person or to be a better example in my life. In that moment, that storm revealed who the disciples really were and, and revealed what was on the inside of them. You see, if we will take time to listen and to hear, but also not just to hear, but to apply it to our lives, what we've been told, that when our house is faced with a storm, can I, can, can I tell you this morning, it will continue to stand. Why? Because it's built on a solid foundation. And that is Jesus Christ. Again, maybe for someone today, maybe you're like man number two, where you've made some foolish decisions in your life and it's led, led you to the point that you are in right now. Can I tell you, it's not too late for you to turn around and begin to follow God's plan that God has designed especially for you. You see, sometimes we think we know better for ourselves and really we, we, we really don't. 
But if we will follow God's plan and listen to the advice that God has given us and make changes where changes need to be made, then that vessel will turn into something incredible because we've been listening to the advice of God. You see, from this moment on, you have to make a decision whether you're going to do it God's way or you're going to continue to do it your way. Will you continue to take advice from the foolish or will you take advice from the wise and then actually apply it to your life? It's removing yourself from the throne in your life and placing God in its rightful place. Galatians chapter 5 verses 24 says this. It says, those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh, which is its passions and its desires. See, in order for you to build that house that God wants you to build, you got to crucify your flesh. You got to allow God to lead you. You got to allow God to speak into your to your life and then take that those spoken words and apply it to your life so that you can become the person that God sees you to be. Matthew chapter 16 verses 24 says then his disciples said or then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Can I tell you, these things don't just happen overnight. These, these beautiful creations that happen through this, through this TV show, Fixer Up, they don't happen in just an hour, but it's a process. See, being a Christian is a lifelong process. Changes continue to happen in our life as we follow God's direction. It doesn't happen overnight, but it happens through a process as we continue to follow Jesus. So I want to close with this this morning. Is which man are you? Which man do you want to be? I pray that you want to be the, the, the wise man that takes the advice and applies it to his life and builds the house that God intends the house to be built in your life. Go ahead. Can I tell you this morning, even if you've been like man number two, that God can change your heart. God can turn you into something beautiful if you will just listen to what he's telling you and then take that advice and apply it to your life. I want to take a moment. I want to pray for you today. So if you would, right there in your living room, just bow your heads as I begin to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for, God, for just choosing us. God, and, and realizing, God, that, that even though we don't see potential in our lives, God, that you see something beautiful. God, that sometimes, God, that when we see our lives, we see the impossible. But God, when you step onto the scene, you take the impossible and you make it possible, God. That God, even when we don't feel worthy, when we don't feel like, God, that we can ever amount to anything or be something special, God, we can, Father, when we will listen to the advice of the designer and take that advice and apply it to our life and allow that to change us into who you want us to be. God, for all of us this morning, God, may we never stop changing. May we continue to change every single day, God, to be a better person. So, God, I pray that you would continue to challenge us, that you would continue to lead us and guide us, God, through these days. And, Father, we know that, God, that when you're leading us, where you're guiding us, you're always going to provide for us. So, Father, I thank you for that today, and I give you praise in Jesus' holy name. Amen. And amen. God bless you. We love you. Stay safe and we'll see you next week. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. 
Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.